Nigga said, take 400, 5,000, 6,000. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Good morning. Bless me. And welcome to an episode of Folgers and Backlash, your mid-morning soul cipher. It's your girl, you're truly red. And yeah, I've been trying to do this for about like the last hour. So important. I'm already high. For those of you who already listen to this podcast, y'all know when I start off high, I usually be just popping mad shit. But no, I'm going to stay focused today. Bam. Happy Friday. It's the Friday before Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. It is Oshun's day. It is Venus's day. Aphrodite. Lakshmi is often worked with on Fridays. Um, I have to check my spiritual calendar. But I'm almost positive. Damn, what the fuck they doing out there? See, that's how you know I'm late. Everybody up making mad noise. That's why I be trying to do this shit in the morning. So. But it is what it is, and I'm here. I'm grateful to share time and space with you all. It's always a blessing, and I'm always grateful that you choose me. So keeping on focus. Love. Love is in the air. Love is in the stores. Everybody got hearts everywhere. It's a little cupid's and shit in New York City. Indoor dining starts back on Sunday. I can only imagine people are gonna be out looking fly as fuck. Niggas ain't been out in months, 11 months. Yo, we've been locked down. This shit crazy. We all did a bit. But it's over. We made parole. <laughs> and we're able to live our lives again. For those who choose to, at least. For some people, the quarantine ain't really changed shit. For some, it changed everything. But again, I'm sorry. I'm high. Focus, focus, focus. With love being in the air, it's not hard to feel how much people are working on love. Now, whether you're a practitioner of magic consciously or not, we all do magic. We all do magic, yo. I explained that shit to an ex with a Catholic upbringing and showed him how he does magic without even realizing it. That nigga was mad. Everything was blasphemous. I mean, whether you accept it or not, we are magic. We're energy. Energy is magic. Well, the ability to attract, to identify, attract, and amplify, manipulate in some form of way to do that to energy. That is technically my definition of magic, at least. But energy is the core of magic. It's the essence. It's the possibility. It's the consciousness behind it. The manipulation, the attraction, the identification, that's just the process. But And we are physical manifestations of energy. We're physical beings that's run on, literally, we're like being run on actual electric flow and current fucking energy we are magic so the things we think are magic the words we speak are magic the fucking actions we take are all magical and because of that 
we're gods and we do. We have to be careful what we think. We got to be careful what we say. We got to be careful what we do because we're constantly fucking manifesting things. Whether we realize it or not, whether we want to or not. And in terms of love, a lot of us manifest and attract without identifying. And that's when the bullshit happens. Heartbreak is usually self-inflicted when we really think about it. The people who put us in a position to endure such pain, realistically, because that's your heart hurt. It hurt when you lose someone you love. It hurts when you find out someone isn't faithful or is just using you or, you know, whatever the fuck kind of dumb shit people do to other people in relationships. But heartbreaks, it hurts. Being single is lonely. No one wants to be, I mean, you can find enjoyment in anything. You know what I'm saying? You can be grateful for the time you had and, and, and you know, skip over the whole heartbreak. But if you're not on that level yet, realistically, it hurts. When time has been into something, it hurts. When you had hopes, dreams, and anticipations of a life with someone, and then it all comes to a abrupt fucking end, that shit is devastating. It's upsetting. And a lot of the times, the people we chose that, again, inflict these issues or present these problems in our lives, this pain, are people we chose either knowing beforehand or very shortly after that they were at least capable of these things. Ego is a bitch. I think I say that in every episode. Hopefully I say it in every episode. Because I need everyone to understand that ego is a bitch. We tend to think it won't happen to us. They won't do it to us. We're special. We're different. This is different. The other person that it happened to somehow did something that made that, you know, this person that we're in love with act that way straight away they did. Um, It's all bullshit. It really is. And then when it happens to us, we're so devastated. Oh, I can't believe it. How could he? How could she? Why me? Um, is is it's crazy how much we go through by choice. And again, as magical beings, we got this is why we have to be conscious of our choices, our thoughts, our words. I don't know what the word is right now. I'm fucking high. But chemistry, chemistry aside, because <laughs> chemistry plays a big role in attraction. We don't, that's the unconscious part. Smell, um, I think it's basically just built on smell. I'm sure it's an electric connection, spiritual connections that we, you know, 
that leads us to choose the people we choose. But a lot of it is just poor decision making. Oh, she's she's bad. Her body is fucking bad. That's a sexual desire. Now you done chose a bitch. Because her fucking shape, how they say it, invisible waist floating ass. Like, her body is fucking banging. Her personality absolutely sucks. You know what I mean? She has no consideration for you or anyone. And it's funny because you was just going into this for sex. But now you're emotionally invested. And you're unhappy. Women. We see men who look good on a block. Doing what they do. Oh, I want to fuck with him. He getting money. He fly. He look good. This nigga got 30 other bitches who all met him on the block. Saw that he was fly and looked good. And you mad because you're not the only one. How could you be? Realistically, granted, every nigga on the block ain't, you know what I mean? Or no bum shit or no bullshit. But going into that, you already, you get up, you got a preconception of what he's about. Even though you're not, you can't judge a book by their cover. I'm definitely going to say that. Especially as a person who's grown up in the hood. I know niggas who are on a block for real legit reasons. I know niggas who are on a block and are trying to fund companies. Who are trying to fucking pay for their parents' fucking medical expenses. Because their parents don't have Medicaid because they actually have decent jobs. And you know what I mean? Social security and shit. But 9 out of 10... When we meet somebody, how we meet them, the demeanor, you know what I mean? Who they're with, what they were doing. If we, you know, you don't want to overanalyze and become judgy. But if you're paying attention, you know, it indicates things. You meet a bitch, she bad. She out with her friends. They all, you know what I mean? Dressed up. They out there being loud, drawing attention to themselves. You know, taking pictures, twerking, got live and shit on. You can kind of get an idea that well, she could just be out having a good time. I'm not going to knock it. But you have to at least keep it in the back of your mind that, all right, well, possibilities for attention-seeking tendencies, you know, possibilities for not, I don't know. I don't know. I hate being judgy and try not to be judgy. It makes it so hard with these hypothetical situations sometimes. That's why I be having to try to talk from experience. But I don't want to get on my bullshit where I sound like a victim because I don't be doing dumb shit. I be picking dumb niggas. I be picking bad niggas. Okay, personal experience. We're going to go from there. That's always the best way to do it. I've chosen men on looks and can tell. Like, I walked right into a situation I prepped myself not to walk into and still did some dumb shit. Uh, gotta love personal experience, right? So I told myself that a specific neighborhood was off limits. The people there were off limits. The men there were off limits. I was going to come and go run into a group of guys all pleasant energy nice everybody is you know well mannered everyone introduced themselves 
I was, if I remember right, I wasn't, you know, dressed up. So, we, you know, I looked like, oh, try to holler at me type shit. Everybody was cool. No one was on a bullshit. No one was overly aggressive. They was just polite. Told myself beforehand, I'm not going to fuck with nobody. I'm not here for this. What happens? End up getting cool with one person. Chilling, smoking. Spending time. Once you spend time with somebody, you get to know them. You know what I'm saying? And just because people have traits you don't want in a partner doesn't mean that they're not likable. Doesn't mean that you're not going to be attracted to them. This is why you got to stay focused on where your line is drawn in the sand, what you can and can't deal with. Because once you open yourself up to commonalities, we both smoke, we both parents, oh, we both work. We both, you know what I mean, want this. We both like the same movies. You know what I mean? Whatever the fuck the commonalities are, now bonds are established. And once bonds are established, emotions kick in. And once emotion kicks in, logic is out the fucking door. And in terms of love, you usually end up making bad fucking choices. Just by going against my original line in the sand. I crossed my own line. I said, when I got here, I was here for this reason. I wasn't mixing and mingling. I wasn't, you know what I mean? Looking for no partner. I was just here to do a job and I was going to fucking go. You know what I'm saying? And granted, it's always nice to have friends when you're in a new environment, meet people, especially if you're going to be reoccurring in this environment like I was going to be. But you got to still have your lines and boundaries. I could have still chilled. I could have still got cool. I could have got cool with everybody. That was the biggest mistake. I met everybody as a group. Why did I just get cool with one person? Well, I happened to run into that one person more times than I ran into everybody else. So, you know, shit happens. But long story short, I ended up fucking with a nigga who was completely what I didn't want. And I knew he wasn't what I wanted before I started fucking with him. You know what I'm saying? But commonality started getting cool, started getting comfortable, became friends. That shit just went left. Again, emotional investment. Now I'm a, we friends. Now I'm emotionally investment. So when things started going wrong in his life, I'm giving him an ear to listen to. It's fucking sympathy, empathy, now romance. And it's all cool. But emotion is in the way. So now I'm fucking not thinking. Logic is out the door. All the shit I listened to when we was talking about his old relationship and why it went wrong, all the areas of his fault that I was able to clearly identify, all that shit went out the fucking door. Word. It wasn't going to happen to me. We were different. We established the friendship first. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that kind of bitch. Ego couldn't tell me I wasn't better than that bitch. Ego. And that's why my dumb ass got fucking hurt. I put myself in a position to get hurt. And then I had the audacity to be mad at him for years. Like, what kind of shit is that? But it's common, especially when we're not thinking, when we don't have lines, when we don't have boundaries. 
I'm not a man, so I can't speak for men without going extremely hypothetical. So I'm going to just speak for women for a second. Or I'm just going to speak for women more confidently because that's what I can speak for. It's so easy to say, oh, we didn't have a father figure, so we don't know what love is. It's so easy to say, you know, we see perfect families on TV and we just wanted that. Shout out to the Huxtables. Like, that will always be them and the Kyles. Shout out to the Waynes brothers, first of all. Shout out to each and every one of them and Kim. Real shit. Love that family. Like, they my fucking own. That's a whole, I could do a whole podcast on them. I fucking adore them. But, um, yeah, those two shows, um, really, for me, showed me not even about family dynamic, which, of course, it was obvious. They were strong Black families. Um, the relationships were solid. The parenting was on point. The relationship aspect, though, was beautiful, right? And, you know, as a young girl growing up and with, um, shit, I'm mad I could think of the whole cast, but what the fuck is the name of the damn show? Fuck, but, um, with the Wayne's Brothers show with, um, Jay and, um, Kyle, the dynamic, you know what I'm saying, of love. I was more like a young adult at that time, but just watching it, you know what I'm saying? It makes, it gives you start, what we see is what we learn and how we live. And when we see things, especially through TV, it's programming, relationships that are just, they are not perfect, but they work at the end of 30 minutes, no matter what problem the family encountered by the time the show is off, they didn't fix it. And if not, there's this will be continue episode next week and they're gonna fix it. You know, we kind of had these preconceived fairy tale notions of what love is. If you are a Disney princess like myself, you know what I mean? All that the prince coming in and saving the day, saving you from the fucking villain on the little white horse, you know what I mean? The fucking black and white movies with the picket fence and you know what I'm saying? Like no matter what perspective you got of loving relationships outside of your home, they kind of program you. Even the relationships we see in our home. If we are blessed enough to see, like my parents loved each other, or their relationship didn't last as long as what probably would have been beneficial for me to see. But on the other hand, it wasn't beneficial for them to go through. But it was nothing but love there. They had problems, obviously. That's why they didn't stay together. But they, to this day, they're the fucking best of friends. They're absolutely annoying with each other. It's nothing but love. Like, And because I seen two people who loved each other and who were able to overcome, even though it took mad long, they were able to overcome their issues and still love each other, even in their separation with these separate partners. You know what I'm saying? Learn to love each other's partners. That shit was beautiful and it's amazing. And it shows me a real, you know, it helps paint that picture of what I want for love for myself. 
But that's the thing. Those are pictures that were painted. I had never took the time to sit down and ask myself, what really is love? Even if I had to use those examples, I just contributed love to those things. Love had issues. Love triumphs. I didn't take factors of my personal wants of love. And I think that's what, because I know, again, I'm high, I'm sorry, y'all. And I know I'm dragging it, but that's what this whole premise is about. That's what I want this takeaway to be. It's Friday. Love is in the air. It's going to be in the air for the next couple of days. Not even just because of Valentine's Day, the way the planets are lined up. Or focus on self-love more than anything. Because once you love yourself, you'll attract the love that you need from everybody else. Once you know what love is for you, once you know what love is not for you, once you know what is tolerable, what is acceptable, what is not tolerable, what is not acceptable, you can draw these lines and draw them deep. Stand by them. Don't be like me and, you know, just do the buffer up or a little stick and shit. And then once the wind blows, the line get blurred and you start stepping over it. Make sure your boundaries are firm and that they're known. Make sure you exhibit them so that way there's no question. Because realistically, now being, you know, with my new eyeballs, with my new ego, with my new self-love and perspective on life, men can't help but to respond to me so a certain but say it again men can't help but respond to me a certain way because i come off a certain way the things i want i provide for myself therefore it's never no question like oh i wonder what i should get at get at the same shit she gets herself like this is the kind of stuff and likes it's no question of oh well I'm going to just come and, you know what I mean, do this, that, and a third in the crib. No, Ed don't allow anyone, not even herself, her kids, anyone to just come in her crib and do this, that, and a third, feed on a coffee table, eating out shit from the fridge, and you ain't putting nothing into the fridge. Only the nine-year-old gets to do that. And half the time, she get in trouble for that shit. Like, the rules and boundaries I established for myself, you know, puts people in a better position to know if they want to holler at me. When I walk down the block, niggas with that pss, pss, them cat calls, I don't respond to them. Therefore, it doesn't stop certain, you know, if you never did it before, you wouldn't know that I'm not going to respond. It doesn't stop niggas from doing it, but it does stop those kind of niggas from going further. Because once you turn around, hey, how you doing? Even though you're just trying to politely dismiss, you don't have to politely dismiss shit. You don't want to deal with it. You don't want to deal with it. Because I promise you, they're going to violate you whether you ignore them or not. So you might as well just ignore them and just walk a little bit faster and get away from the vicinity where they could throw something or something at you. Unfortunately, that is the example I have to give because this is the fucking kind of neighborhood and shit that goes on. But yeah, you don't have to deal with nothing you don't want to deal with. And you got to ask yourself once you deal with it, like I said, with the cat calls, niggas up, you turn around, give them a little smile and wave, then you turn around. Now the niggas following you for two, three blocks. You gave him that attention. You didn't ask him to do this. But unfortunately, you didn't set the boundary that that was unacceptable and I'm not even going to do that. Because I promise you, personal experience, there is a specific, like, I, a specific nigga. Or that, pss, 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 pss. I want to say he did that shit 
maybe the first two, three times he seen me. About the next time, I promise you that nigga greeted me with a good morning. And you know what? I greeted him back. Good morning to you. Like, or you got to set boundaries. Small ones lead to big ones. And big ones lead to life fucking changes and enjoyment. But yeah, y'all know I don't be wanting to keep y'all for more than like a certain amount of time. And I don't even remember what the first, how long the first segment went. So I'm going to leave this like this. I'm going to wish y'all, wish y'all much love, much ashe, much namaste. It's Friday. Try to carry something love attracting on you. Um, Rose quartz, amethyst, moonstone. If you don't have any of those stones, I mean, there's other stones too. Fucking um, hematite, um, any form of agate. Um, but if stones ain't your thing, wear something pink. Not red. Red is more for lust. We're trying to attract love today. Self-love. Wear something pink to my guys. Y'all don't have anything pink. I know a lot of guys um, have salmon, even though that's still a shade of pink. In New York, at least, that shit is acceptable. Um, something else you can carry that is love attracting. Guys, um, maybe sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon in your pocket. Carry um, a bit of allspice. Many prosperity attracting curos carry love vibrations so you can just recalibrate and retune them by holding it in your hand or cleanse it first because if you were using it for prosperity you know what i mean cleanse it and anoint it holding your hand pray um put it in the water and gaze in the sun and gaze you know everybody's enchantment forms are different but those are just examples things that i do um yeah recalibrate it set it to love um i'm trying to think of something else really quickly before i get off if not carry a picture of yourself get a picture of you and chance it same thing like that stare at it if it's a physical picture hold it in your hand it sits a digital picture if you're just going to take it today after you do it stare in your own eyes make sure when you take the picture you're thinking nothing but love if you're going to look through or find a favorite picture that's in your phone Find it, set it as your screensaver for the weekend, enchant it, infuse self-love, self-love, self-love. So every time you open your phone, your laptop, whatever it is you're doing it, it's enchanted. You're absorbing the love as well as it's going to bounce back effect. When you look at it, it's going to attract to you. Then it's going to, you know, repel. You're going to bounce it back and forth. You're just going to grow it. And I bet you have such a loving, beautiful weekend. And if you want to let me know about it in the comments below, I would definitely appreciate it. But that's it for today, guys. Later.